0: Today I'm going to be meditating on Psalm 37. So this one has been one that I've come back to continually in this season of crazy in the United States and also kind of the world. So uh, do not fret because of evildoers, nor be envious of the workers of iniquity, for they shall soon be cut down like the grass and wither as the green herb. This is David talking. Trust in the Lord and do good dwell in the land and feed on his faithfulness. That's such a good picture. Delight yourself also in the Lord and he shall give you the desires of your heart. So I'm going to pause right there and I'm going to go to Psalm 23 and um, so this one is the one that is probably best known as being read at like funerals and stuff. So for that reason, I think it kind of has a macabre kind of a, a, a flavor to it, but it doesn't have to, it's such an uplifting and a hopeful scripture, which I think is the reason why it's often used in funerals. This is the one that says, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want, but I'm going to skip to, the, to verse five, which says, you prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies." So not that long I was, long ago, I was listening to a uh, Jesse Duplantis YouTube uh, le- uh, sermon, and he was telling this story of the way he pictures this is when all kinds of craziness is going on around him, when people are attacking him, uh, when his enemies are coming against him, when bad things appear to be happening. And in this exact uh, instance, he was talking about a near plane crash. He saw it as God sitting With him before a, uh, like there's all the, all the craziness going on around him. And God set a table before him and says, would you like a cup of coffee, Jesse? Would you like a donut? And it was just this utter peace. And I think a lot of that has to do with the fact that he was aware that the person is sitting across from him was God, was Jesus. So it doesn't matter. All the craziness that's happening around him, all of the threats, all of the shouts of the enemy, all of the attempts of the enemy, David's picture here of they pre- you prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies is this picture, perfect picture of peace in the midst of chaos. And that's how I think of this when it says dwell in the, lo- in the land and feed on his faithfulness. So even if you don't necessarily see things taking place yet, the, the, you don't see the, the manifestation happening quite yet, his faithfulness is absolute and it is something that you can drive a stake in the ground and stand on delight yourself also in the Lord and he shall, shall, not maybe, shall give you the desires of your heart if you were delighting in him. And this kind of goes back to what Jesus was saying before he went to the cross. So Jesus was was prophesying essentially about what life is going to be like for his believers on the other side of the cross when they have the Holy Spirit. This is in John uh, 15 and 16. This is where he's saying, If you are abiding in me and my words abide in you, ask whatever you wish, uh, whatever you desire, and it shall be done for you. This is uh, John 15, verse 7 and 8. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, you will ask what you desire and it shall be done for you. By this my Father is glorified that you bear much fruit, so so you will be my disciples. And he says, it's, it, this is emphasized over and over again. He says later in that same, uh, chapter, chapter 15, this is still John. I chose you and appointed you that you should go and bear fruit, that your fruit should remain, that whatever you ask the father in my name, he may give you these things. I command you that you love one another. And then skipping down to chapter 16, it says, whatever you ask the father in my name, he will give you. So we need to be a people of prayer guys. Pray, pray that God is going to intervene in all of the crazy that is happening in our world right now. God is still on the throne. Until that, and Jesus says, until now you have asked nothing in my name. Ask and you will receive that your joy may be full. And I'm going to pause again and I'm now going to go to Psalm 2. Um, Psalm two says, uh, verse one: Why do the nations rage and the people plot a vain thing? The kings of the earth set themselves and the rulers take counsel together against the Lord and against His anointed, saying, "Let us break their bonds in pieces and cast away their cords from us." He who sits in the heavens shall laugh; the Lord shall hold them in derision. And then skip down to verse eight: Ask of me, and I will give the nations; give you the nations for your inheritance, and the ends of the earth for your possession. Then back down to Uh, skipping down to verse 12, this is still Psalm 2, blessed are all those who put their trust in him. All right, so I am now going back to Psalm 37, I didn't get very far, verse 5, commit your way to the Lord, trust also in him and he shall bring it to pass, he shall bring forth your righteousness as the light and your justice as the noonday, rest in the Lord and wait patiently for him. So in the Hebrew, this word wait, it's not like sit around and do nothing. It's this picture of being entwined in a cord. Like there's you're, you're wrapping your entire being around this rope. That's what waiting is. It is not passive. You are completely bound up in him. Wait patiently for him. Do not fret because of him who prospers in his way, because of the man who brings wicked schemes to pass. Cease from anger and forsake wrath. Okay? Do not fret It only causes harm. So this, I'm going to stop for a second and go over to Matthew. So this reminds me of Jesus' very famous teaching on not worrying. Um, this is in Matthew six. So there's Matthew six twenty five to thirty three, but I'm gonna I'm gonna shorten it a little bit and just go to 30, verse thirty one. Therefore, do not worry, saying, What shall we eat? Or what shall we drink? Or what shall we wear? For after these things the Gentiles seek. For your heavenly Father knows that you need all these things. Uh, but seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and all these things shall be shall be shall be added to you. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about its own things. Sufficient for the day is its own trouble. We are not to fret. It's only going to cause harm. It's basically when we're fretting, we are taking the responsibility upon us. Jesus says we are to cast all our cares on him. Actually, Peter, Peter said that, but, you know, inspired by the Holy Spirit, that we are to cast all our cares on him because he cares for you. So that I think is in second Peter. One second. Let's see if I can find it. Uh, having a hard time finding where that might be um, let's see okay yeah there it is um, 1 Peter 5 verse 7 casting all your care upon him for he cares for you so if we are casting it on him it's not ours anymore we're giving it to him he's going to take care of it. Is if we try to take it back it is only going to lead to harm and that's probably because we're going to try to take things into our own hands and that's going to make things worse so cast your cares on him for evildoers shall be cut off, but those who wait on the Lord, they shall inherit the earth. All right. So this mirrors what Jesus says on the Sermon on the Mount, Matthew 5, where it says the meek are the ones who will inherit the earth. This is uh, Matthew 5, 5, blessed are the meek for they shall inherit the earth. Almost exactly the same phrasing here that those who wait on the lord remember this is the picture of being wrapped all the way around that cord you are waiting on the lord you are wrapped on him you are clinging for for all your your worth but you're also grafted into that vine so there's a rest it's it's kind of both and you're doing it actively and you're also resting because you're part of the vine you're grafted in so you're waiting you're wrapped around him those who wait on the lord that's meekness meekness is humility it's recognizing that you cannot make what you want make good things make anything really come to pass on the earth without him without him. So that again, back to what Jesus says before the cross, like without, uh, without me, apart from me, you can do nothing. But with me, then you can ask what you will, whatever it is, and it will be done for you. So that's meekness. That's awareness of your position. That's humility, recognizing that you need him. When you have that, those who wait on the Lord are the ones who will inherit the earth. For yet a little while, and the wicked shall be no more. Indeed, you will look carefully for his place, but it shall be no more. But the meek shall inherit the earth. So it's saying that again. Um, and that actually is almost exactly the same as what Matthew, uh, Matthew 5, 5 says. Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. Um and shall delight themselves in the abundance of peace. peace is one of the fruits of the spirit, so galatians five I think it's five six says uh, love, joy, peace, peace, patience, kindness, gentleness, faithfulness, and self control they're fruits of the spirit, they' are a gift. you have been given all things that are needed for life and godliness. I think that's first Peter, let me see um, where you know, God has given you everything in your born again spirit, everything you will ever need. All of those fruits of the spirit are yours. If you renew your mind to recognize that they're there and you draw from them and you believe what he said, you believe you have them, you've got that peace. No matter what is happening in the world around you, it's yours. Okay, the wicked plots against the just and gnashes at him with his teeth. The Lord laughs at him for he sees that his day is coming. The wicked have drawn the sword and have bent their bow to cast down the poor and needy to slay those who are of upright conduct. Their sword shall enter their own heart and their bows shall be broken. A little that a righteous man has is better than the riches of many wicked, for the arms of the wicked shall be broken, but the Lord upholds the righteous. The Lord knows the days of the upright, and their inheritance shall be forever. They shall not be ashamed in the evil time, and in the days of famine they shall be satisfied, but the wicked shall perish, and the enemies of the Lord, like the splendor of the meadows, shall vanish. Into smoke they shall vanish away. The wicked borrows and does not repay, but the righteous shows mercy and gives. Because the reason why you're able to do that is because you know that he's the one who is who is your source. He's going to supply everything that you need. But those cursed by him shall be cut off. The steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord, and he delights in his way. Though he fall, he shall not be utterly cast down. So this doesn't guarantee that there won't be any falling, but you will get up, for the Lord upholds him with his with his hand. I have been young and now I'm old, yet I have not seen the righteous forsaken, nor his descendants begging bread. He is ever merciful and lends, and his descendants are blessed. Depart from evil and do good and dwell forevermore, for the Lord loves justice and does not forsake his saints. They are preserved forever. But the descendants of the wicked shall be cut off. The righteous shall inherit the land and dwell in it forever. The mouth of the righteous speaks wisdom, and his tongue talks of justice. The law of his God is in his heart. None of his steps shall slide. The wicked watches the righteous and seeks to slay him. The Lord will not leave him in his hand, nor condemn him when he is judged. Wait on the Lord, again, that that picture being wrapped around, and keep his way, and he shall exalt you to inherit the land. When the wicked are cut off, you shall see it. So that means that this is something that happens here in the land of the living. When the wicked are cut off, you shall see it. I have seen the wicked in great power and spreading himself like a native tree. Yet he passed away, and behold, he was no more. Indeed, I sought him, but he could not be found. Mark the blameless man and observe the upright, for the future of that man is peace. That the transgressors shall be destroyed together. The future of the wicked shall be cut off. But the salvation of the righteous is from the Lord. He is their trump their strength in the time of trouble. And the Lord shall help and uh, shall help them and. Deliver them. He shall deliver them from the wicked and save them because they trust in him. Okay. So I'm probably not going to reread that entire thing because it's long, but I will read my favorite section, which is the verses three to six, trust in the Lord and do good. Dwell in the land and feed on his faithfulness. Delight yourself also in the Lord and he shall give you the desires of your heart. Commit your way to to the Lord. Trust also in him and he shall bring it to pass. He shall bring forth your righteousness as the light and your justice as the noonday. And then I'm going to skip down to another favorite, which is, um, The meek shall inherit the earth, verse 11, and shall delight themselves in the abundance of peace. And then my other favorite is going to be verse 34, wait on the Lord and keep his way and he shall exalt you to inherit the land. When the wicked are cut off, you shall see it. So God is still on the throne. He is in control. And I would encourage you to meditate on this psalm. It has been very, very encouraging to me in this season. So thanks for joining me and I'll see you next week. at lifeaudio.com.